everybody, and welcome back to the Cinefessions podcast. I am one of your three hosts for the show. My name is Brandon Shawin, and we also have Chris Ranson and Ash Collins. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me. Before we jump into anything, first and foremost, and I think I would speak for Chris when I bring this up as well, I just want to say that we're extremely happy to hear that uh, Mrs. Collins, better known as Turtle, is doing a lot better. Our thoughts go out to her as she's trying to recover for some of her um, medical issues that popped up after we recorded last week. Um, we both, I'm sure, hope that she's going to be back to 100% real soon. Um, so I thank you for joining us, especially given uh, given that circumstance. So, Chris, your vacation is officially over. I know it. It sucks. <laughs> How was your first day of work? Everything you dreamed? Uh, well, it was orientation, so it was sitting okay. in a cramped little computer desk for. It was supposed to be five hours. We were only there for like three hours and fifteen minutes. Oh, okay. Did you get paid for the full five or no? No, no, it's not. Oh, that's that lame. Swanky. But, <laughs> but hey, I was home by like twelve thirty. So then it was like pool time. Yeah, so, so I get you by the pool side. So I was there for a while. And that was it. Yeah. <laughs> but I have to be there at 4 a.m. tomorrow, so that'll suck. Right, exactly, which is why we got to get uh, get get this podcast over with so you can get to bed, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so what have you guys been up to this past week? Um, Ash, I know you've been pretty tied up, but did you do any gaming or movie watching, TV watching, anything at all? Well, other than, you know, just keeping track of my wife, I did a lot of uh, play a lot of Star Wars, Old Republic and watched a lot of MASH. Uh, okay. Just because it's easy to have on in the background and take care of her and everything else. And then we watched a really depressing movie today with Jennifer Lawrence called Winter's Bone. Oh, I need to see it. It was, it was good, but wow, that is depressing as all hell. Probably not a good movie to watch when you've had surgery. Uh, <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. Uh, I remember when that came out, there was so much buzz about it between Jennifer. That was like her first breakout role. So the buzz between uh, her being an excellent actress and then just the, the movie was nominated for Best Picture that year. I can't remember what year it was. It was the year where there was like a dozen Best Picture nominees or something or 10 or something, a large number. I just remember that being one of them. Chris, have you seen that one? I haven't, but she did win the Oscar for it. Okay, there you go. Yes, yeah, I think she's like the youngest Oscar winner oh, Okay. for a female. I don't know. Boom. Knowledge bomb. Now Yay. we know. <laughs> and what about you, Chris? I know you went to a uh, concert last night, right? Uh, well, it was free. it was a free concert. It was the Gin Blossoms, which I mean, I've never they're even not heard a one. They're not a one hit wonder. They're like a two hit wonder. Okay. They sing like "Hey Jealousy." Nineties stuff. You might be too young. I might but, know um, that. I don't know. If I heard it, I might know it. Yeah, I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> but you couldn't hear the singer at all. It was just like he was deep throating that microphone for all these words. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't make out a word he says. Every now and then you get a word. And I was just like, this is more frustrating than fun. Yeah, that sucks. Well, at least you didn't have to pay to get in. It looks like it was true. busy. I saw that video you posted. It looked like there was a lot of people there. Yeah, well, it's a free concert on the right. beach. I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Excellent. And Did you do any um, movie watching or video gaming at all? Uh, well, Predator came out for Mortal Kombat 10 yesterday, ah, so I played with him. He's not very good. Okay. He's very stiff. And uh, I've been watching Penny Dreadful. So right, you love the first season. You're not uh, quite as feeling the second uh, season. Right? Yeah, season one was great. Season two, it's not. 
like it's record it's filmed brighter mm-hmm. it's not as dark and moody as the first season and there's just so much filler okay like nothing happened like this past episode nothing happened at all mm-hmm. everyone had sex <laughs> like, e- each group of characters had sex with different people gotcha and the one character got his blood taken because there's these three witches and they're doing they're creating voodoo dolls after each of the main characters hmm. so they got his blood but like the show takes in like different characters real or fake so like dorian gray is there and he's yeah. like this big sex fiend so like he was pounding some guy's butt earlier. <laughs> so. Yeah, I saw the picture you posted so graciously online. Uh, well, yeah, I have to share. <laughs> I have to share the love. Yeah. Um, but, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's about it. Nothing else. Yeah. I d- I've not seen that one. That's a Showtime series? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we got Showtime for like $5 a month or something. So. Oh, gotcha. So that month is almost up. So I just... <laughs> Mm-hmm. plowing through and there the first season's eight episodes and the second season's nine. Oh, so it's not too bad right exactly and they range from like 40 minutes to like 60 oh they're that's all weird. varying hmm. yeah my week was uh filled with switching cable and internet companies so that was a lot of fun i went from the horrible terrible rotten evil fucking comcast and switched over to um wow i don't know if you guys have that out there wide open west Never heard of it. Yeah. Nope. Never heard of it. Okay. Well, I've only had it for a day so far, and we'll see how what the quality is on picking up this podcast because I actually lowered my internet speed and lowered my cable package down. But the price is a ton better, and the customer service has been so much better than it was with Comcast. I I hate Comcast, and I was so just fulfilled when I called Comcast and told them to shut uh, shut my service off. I was done with them. So that was my last week. Oh. And one thing I have to mention, and maybe our listeners might be able to help me track one of these down for a better price than what I'm seeing online so far. I was watching um, The Big Bang Theory yesterday with with Bridget, and which I don't care what the haters say. That's like my favorite sitcom since Seinfeld. I absolutely love that show. I, I fucking die every time I watch it. But there's this scene. Um, Sheldon was in his old room back in Texas because he was going to visit his mom. And so he went back to Texas and uh, she sent him to his room for whatever reason. And I saw in the background, there was a stack of board games. And so I just was looking and what do I see? The fucking Planet of the Apes. I'm like, what? There's a Planet of the Apes board game? I freaked out. If anyone knows me, I, I absolutely love the Planet of the Apes series. And now I have to have this board game. So I immediately ran on uh, online and checked eBay. And they want, this one guy wants like $200 for it. And it's actually the, apparently comes with some sponge that's messed up in it. So it's not even a complete game. And he wants 200 bucks for it. I saw one on, I think it was Etsy for like 70 bucks. And then I saw one on another website. I can't remember. It was some like vintage game trader website or something. And it was 20 bucks, but it was missing a bunch of pieces. So I was like, oh, that's lame. But if anyone knows how to get this game or if anyone's ever played this game, I want to know about it. It kind of basically what I was reading about it is you are trying to like get all I think it's all the humans. It might be human characters, it might be ape characters into like the middle. And it's like a cell, like the cell that they lock all the humans in in, in the original film. And so I don't know if it's going to be good or not, but it's just the fact that it's a Planet of the Apes board game. And I am obsessed with the series. 
Have you guys ever heard of this, ever played it, ever seen it, anything? Nope. But I mean, board games nowadays are like 50, 60 for like a new one. So I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. I'm just cheap. It's all well, depending on, on, on the, the, the mass production of the board game or not. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it looks awesome and I really want it. So I'm going to try to I'm going to try to track down eventually here. So, yeah, that was my week. Watched Pretty Woman also. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. I've not seen it in a while, but definitely, definitely one I enjoy. Um, so before we jump into our episode two review or discussion, whatever we want to call it, uh, we're going to have a giveaway on this episode. Yay! So I have a lot of movies, and Bridget and I have been trying to downsize. And so we've been boxing up movies. I moved... 90% of my collection into binders which are now towering over me. I'm afraid they're going to fall down, but I really hope they don't because that would suck. And no have, pictures yet? You haven't you don't show us pictures anymore. No, I I know I don't have any pictures of them. I mean, they're just binders, but I have boxes in boxes of empty cases now. And so those are going to be stored at my parents' house if we end up doing the move that we were talking about. So, but because of that I decided to get rid of a lot as well. So I just have you know, tons of boxes filled with Blu-rays and DVDs that I'm getting rid of. So instead of selling them, I'm going to give some away on the podcast and hope to do this. I don't know if we're going to do it every episode, but we're at least doing it this one. So this is your chance, the listener's chance to win some free, in this case, Blu-rays. So what we have this week to give away, I just random three movies I grabbed from the top of the pile here. We have the Mirrors 2 Blu-ray DVD combo pack. Not a great movie, but the older sister from Even Stevens, whose name I am forgetting, Christy Romano. She's in this, and she has a nude scene. It is fabulous. It's worth the movie alone, so you get that. Then I have the 2D, 3D Blu-ray of, well, apparently a digital copy also, of My Bloody Valentine. This one's actually unopened, but this is not the Blu-ray 3D. It's just the you know, red, blue, 3D glasses, but it's my bloody Valentine 3D. So it's the newer one, not the original, which I still like a lot. And then probably the best one of the bunch is um, actually a Synapse Films Blu-ray. It's a Blu-ray DVD combo pack of Twins of Evil. And this is an old um, 70s, 1971 film from Hammer Horror. So the Hammer Horror collection. This is a very good movie. And the special features on it are actually better than the movie, frankly. They're amazing. And so you guys can win these three movies. All you have to do is tell us what movie this clip is from. It's going to be from a horror movie. And that'll be the only clue I give you. Probably won't be too difficult. So all you have to do is listen to this upcoming clip. And then email me at contact at com, Or you can DM me on Twitter at Simon1, P-S-Y-M-A-N-1 on Twitter. So contact at cinefessions.com or DM me at Simon1 on Twitter, the answer. And I'll be accepting answers between now when this podcast is live all the way through till we record the next episode where the three of us will go through and pick a random winner based on all the correct entries. All right. So you have to be in the United States or Canada in order to win. And email me at contact at cinefessions.com or DM me on Twitter at Simon1. All right. Here's the clip. Cue the clip. Yo, woman. Why didn't you tell me, Ma? 
And God made Eve from the rib of Adam. And if was weak and loose the raven on the world. And the raven was called sin. Say it. The raven Why was called you sin. Tell me, Mama? Say it. No. The raven was called sin. Ooh, and the raven was called sin. And first sin was intercourse. First sin was intercourse. I didn't sin, Mama. No. Say it. I didn't sin, Mama. First sin was intercourse. First sin was intercourse. First sin was intercourse. And the first sin was intercourse, Mama. I was so scared. I thought I was dying. And the girls, they all laughed at me and threw things at me, And Eve was weak. Say it. No, Mama. Eve was weak. No. Eve was weak. No. Eve was weak. Say it. No, Mama. Say it. All right, so that was the clip. Again, if you know the answer, email me at contact at cinefessions.com or DM me on Twitter at Simon1 with the correct answer. I'll be taking entries from now until we record next Thursday evening. And so make sure you get those entries in and you get to win the three Blu-rays that I've mentioned earlier. All right, so let's jump into the main reason we are here, and that is to discuss episode two entitled Hello, Emma, of the Scream TV series. Gentlemen, take it away. Chris, let's start at the top. <laughs> what do we have at the top here? So we have the 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 the, op- the very opening is this YouTube video that was removed for content. And then we see that there's cyberbullying going on, which leads directly into our third death of the TV series, our second on-screen death. And that's going to be Rachel. Um, Chris, what were your thoughts about this opening opening death scene? Well, thanks MTV for spoiling it and all the previews. That was very nice <laughs> of you. Um, I avoided all those, but this uh, is this is who I guessed was going to be the death when you said last week when we were recording yeah. that it was a minor character. I was kind of thinking it was going to be her. Yeah. Um. I mean, it was interesting, but I don't understand why he killed her in the way and then faked it afterward. Ah, yes. Like that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> yep. That's exactly a note I wrote I wrote later on. It's like why why would Ghostface try to plot this as a suicide? Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yes, right. it does. Oh. Oh. Oh shit, son. All right. Uh, uh, yeah, to drive a further wedge between the two friends that were starting to reconnect. Ah. Yeah, drive a wedge between Emma and I think it's Audrey. Audrey, yep. Yes. Yeah. That could that be. would be that would be that would do it as long as they think it's a suicide. Yeah, that would do it. But if they think it's a murder, which they probably won't release the details of until much later. Hmm. Well, no, they. Well, well, the the coroner's checking on it, but they might not release. You know, it's a small town. They might not release that. Hey, right, this but Emma was knows. Emma, Emma was like hanging out in the you know odd top. Like, hey. Yeah, but they didn't. Yeah, but the the her her uh, mom and the uh, the the sheriff didn't discuss that until af- way after Emma had left. Right, oh. exactly. Because uh, that thought- whole scene when Emma's there in the autopsy room is basically just her confessing to her mom that she was there when the video was recorded. Like she and she saw that she was a cutter, so which would even which would leave Emma to believe that even more so that it was a suicide. Yep. Mm, I gotcha. I must have been just. There was one point where I kind of just dazed over because I'm like, nothing's happening in the middle here. <laughs> I did watch it twice because I was mixing up like what I saw in this episode with what I saw in the first episode. And then Bridget's watching, started watching Pretty Little Liars. Yay! You jinxed me. You had a fucking mention in the last episode and now she's watching it. <laughs> it's so <And> so- 
It's so good <laughs> and trashy. The books are ridiculous, though, because, like, the lesbian character in the books gets pregnant and secretly <laughs> has a baby. And I'm like, I don't understand this. <laughs> That's fantastic. And, like, the one who swims, she's, like, on the swim team. She randomly, like, book 12, doesn't know how to swim. Wow. So she has to take swimming lessons. I'm like, what, what the hell? So Do you random. not know your own characters? Right. I, I don't know. Wow. But. So, Ash, what did you think of that opening kill of Rachel? I actually liked it uh, mainly because we, I, not necessarily for the the kill, it was the way he did it. Mm-hmm. Um, the and it, they played with all the same scream stuff that we've come to know, you know, from the films. But he's making himself sound like Aubrey instead, or Audrey right. instead, and uh, that was interesting because usually they just use the scream voice modulator and they just kind of go with that. Yeah, but he was actually screwing with her, thinking that she was somebody she cared about, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, and it's kind of playing on what Scream fans know already. It reminded me of, uh, I don't know what, I called it the balcony scene when, when in the first film when Sydney's boyfriend, remind me his name. Billy. Billy. When Billy appears at her window. She, um, I don't know why, it reminded me of that a little bit. And there was another, it also reminded me of a little bit from Scream Four as well, when the what's her name, uh, the ghost faced exactly the super hot chick gets killed <laughs> in that obscenely bloody scene. Um, you know, she's looking at her in the closet and yada yada. Um, and so it's just very reminiscent of what we've seen before. So it kind of plays on that. But one thing I really liked about that scene, and I'm actually going to just talk about this point a little bit later as well, is she's walking out with the phone in her hand, and then she sees the the rope and starts picking up the rope and there's it's light music and and sound effects going and then she grabs the rope and she looks at the rope and all that cuts out it's almost completely silent and then one beat two beat three beat boom she's killed um i like that a lot now obviously it's not something that's incredibly unique to that show i've seen that in the past but i really like that they employed that technique i thought that was really really well done and they actually I guess I'll just jump on it now. They actually play play that same idea later on in the episode, which I you know we'll talk about that when we get there though. Um okay, so from this opening from our opening kill scene, we move on to Emma has a confrontation with Brooke. Because Brooke, obviously we know from the last episode that Brooke didn't um didn't tell Emma that uh Will was cheating on him with Nina. And so Obviously, she's mad at her, and so we have this confrontation between her and, and Emma, and uh, Riley's there as well. My favorite part of this scene is the fact that we have the podcast, the the autopsy of a crime podcast, and it's Piper Shaw. I thought that was really cool. It was very reminiscent of uh, the Serial podcast and how that got super popular um, just this past year, which I don't know if you guys have listened to it, but you need to listen to the Serial podcast. It is amazing um and it's just kind of the same idea except this one is autopsy of a crime is apparently a podcast that goes to the town where a murder has just happened and kind of podcasts about the daily updates which is (laughs) would be amazing but yeah what's what's the what's kind of the next moment that stands out for you for for you chris um wow (laughs) again i i pretty much gazed dazed off they're in the like middle because nothing was happening um 
there's a scene, and again, I don't quite remember where, but it was some girls in the bathroom talking, and it was very reminiscent of the scene where Sydney's in the first scream where Sydney's hiding in the stall. Yeah. And the girls yeah. are talking about her horror of a mother and Ricky Lake and all that. There was a scene right after, I think, the Brooke confrontation that played out almost like that. Yeah, it's was, it's right after they find out that Rachel um, killed herself is what they think. And she apologizes, tries to apologize to um, Audrey and then runs into the bathroom. And that's when they're talking about, oh, whoever posted that video is evil. Basically, we have another Nina on our hands. Right. Yeah, that's actually a little bit, a little bit later on. One scene, one scene that, that was I liked before that was, yeah, Noah is being interviewed about Brandon James by Sheriff Hudson. He talks about Emma's, they have the same last name, Emma, I forget Emma's last name, but that character is brought up. It's supposed to be the only survivor, the only uh, like male survivor, I guess, of the Brandon James attacks. Do you, guys, do you remember that at all? I remember him bringing it up, but I didn't realize it was the same last name as Emma's. I didn't yeah, even like, catch that. I caught, That's all, all I caught. I didn't realize, I thought at first he was talking about I didn't know who he was talking about. I was just like, I don't understand who that character is. I was really confused. Um, I thought he was talking about Brandon James's brother was the only male survivor. Brandon James's brother? Yeah. Is that what it says? Because <laughs> uh, that would take things to a... No, that what? That would... Yeah. <laughs> he has a brother. <laughs> but later on in the episode, we go back. Um, it's when uh, Emma's at work and she meets the Piper, the podcaster. And Piper says something like, um, she knows that Emma's dad is the sole survivor. Uh, I can't think of what the hell his name is, though. But he's Emma's dad is the sole survivor of the Brandon James attacks. And Emma's like, I don't like to talk about that. Or I don't talk about that. And so if that was the brother, that would be all sorts of fucked up. Because that means that Emma's mom, who is Maggie, who Brandon James was obsessed with, married brandon james's brother it's a very scream three what can we do (laughs) i don't know that's confusing Um, anyway moving past that i like that uh i like the the kieran and noah interaction when noah's like oh hey thanks for saving my life (laughs) and then his dad's like what was that about and he's all i'm not gonna be your 21 jump street whatever (laughs) i thought that was hilarious one thing about this episode, wait, there was a lot less, uh, there were a lot less funny moments. Like I laughed at a few spots and that, that being one of them. Um, but overall it just didn't, it didn't feel as humor heavy, which I I mean, it, it makes sense when you have the, you know, at the beginning with the suicide, the talk of the suicide, what they think is a suicide. Um, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just a, a, a little different tonally than, than the first episode. Ash, what's, what's, what's one of the f- next scenes that pop out to you? Um, the, uh, the one, um, where, uh, the jock grabs our, our, uh, our Noah. esteemed newbie, yeah, grabs Noah and basically threatens to kill him in front of the entire school campus for spray painting the word douche on the side of his truck. Right. And, and at first I was like, it's not him. They spelled it wrong. And mm-hmm. then, and then yeah, they're walking away and nice job on spelling it wrong. And he's <laughs> like, well, yeah, of course, you know, <laughs> and I was I like, like carry uh, at the prom afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah i did like that 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 was uh interesting way to kind of you know figure try to get away from who could be the killer type of thing and and paint that guy in a 
closer direction. So I don't right. know. I kind of like that. One thing about that scene specifically is actually before he walks up to his truck and sees douche on there is him and Will talking, Jake and Will talking and Will's like, or uh, Jake's like, you know, go Zen or whatever. Don't, don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. And Will's like, or Jake's like, or Jesus, Will's like, and I shouldn't have to worry about having any cyber connection to Nina either. Right. And Will's like, no, we're done for business is what he says. And it's totally full of shit. Exactly. <laughs> as we know from the end of the first episode. And so I, I don't know, like at what point <laughs> some of this is going to be red herring and some of this is going to be something more. And so I'm interested, I'm interested to see what is what, but that part, that part definitely stood out to me just because it was kind of interesting. And then the douche thing was hilarious. Um, I was really surprised that Noah actually did it, but I like that he did. But it explains the quote unquote blood smear from the end of the first episode, though, because it's the paint. Uh-huh. Ah, yeah, that's true. Yep. I didn't connect that, but you're right. Definitely could. All right. So what do we have next? Um, we go into, there's a little bit before this, but that's fine. Um, oh, so I think we actually passed this. This was a little bit earlier in the episode, but, uh, one, of one, I guess, major plot point would be the fact that, um, when Emmy or geez, Emma is trying to apologize to Audrey again and, She's like, you know, there'll be another headline that'll take over and she won't have to worry about it. And then they get that text message. Like the whole school gets this text message of they it's a gif, right? Of um like paybacks a bitch or something along those lines. Oh yeah. Uh with Ghostface. What we know as Ghostface. But what did M say? She ca- she goes, That's the Brandon James mask. And I'm like, What? Have, did I miss that? Have they referred to that as the Brandon James mask before? No. Okay. But they've alluded to the fact that he was like Elephant Man. And I just assumed right. that that was the mask that he wore. So, okay. So that's the mask he wore. All right. So I was trying to think, like, did the town create the, like, did people, mask makers in the town create a mask that was supposed to look like him after he was gone or what? No, that was the mask he wore when the heat, because he wore a mask so he could go to the prom. Oh, okay. So he, he takes the mask off the first episode, too. Uh, show Daisy and then Daisy, yeah. you know, doesn't have her beauty and the beast moment. So, mm-hmm. okay. I was, I was so thrown off. I, I forgot, I'd forgotten that, but yeah, you're right. That makes a little more sense now. Okay. So I guess I should be referring it to it. Um, him as like the Brandon James mask instead of ghost face mask. Cause that would just be more, uh, accurate. So at one point we have this kind of, uh, super dorky love connection between Riley and Noah. They meet and he's talking about their fine or their midterms. And, um, he did, he developed this app to gaze at the stars. And so she totally comes on to him and is like, Oh, maybe we should do that together sometime. I really like these two together. They're like, and it, even more so in the later scene, they're just so super fucking dorky. And both of them are, and they're both like awkward. Cause they don't know how to do what it is they're trying to do to get, you know, get the other person. And I really like it. I don't know. I find it, I find it humorous and really cute. Well, I mean, did, did you see the previews for next week? No, I try to, I shut it off every time because right. I don't want to see it. I won't. Well, it, it <laughs> reveals stuff again. See, I don't know why you watch them. Because it's there. <laughs> I, tur- I, I, cause I watched on the MTV app this week, which I will uh, do probably from here on out because it doesn't have that stupid thing at the bottom where it pops up like what the song is called. It's like, uh, fu- I don't fucking care what the song's called. And, and there's no commercials. 
oh my god, the commercials were, it, it was funny, like the first 15 minutes mm-hmm. had no commercials. Then it was like every oh. three minutes there was commercials. I was like, you've got to be kidding. The episode's <laughs> only 40 minutes long. 40 minutes and some change, like some yeah. seconds. Like, That's that, ridiculous. If you take the if you take the preview out, it's only thirty nine minutes long. Oh, yeah, see, like that's fucking crazy. That's so short. Normally, episodes that are an hour on television, like Lost, was always like forty six to forty eight minutes. Like I'm, I just I'm surprised, but I mean, that's that MTV attention span, right? I don't know. I turned on MTV though. What was it yesterday or this morning? Yeah, and there was an actual music video playing. What? They I know. Still? Right. I don't oh. know. <laughs> That's, I legit didn't think they even did that anymore because it's all like teen mom shit. That's weird. The VH1 has dating naked. Come on. That, that sounds oh, weird. yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh, That's funny as hell. All right. So moving moving forward, we get back to that point where um, Emma's at work, which she basically works like a Starbucks equivalent or something along those lines. And she meets the podcaster. And that seems interesting just because they – bring up the fact that her, like we talked about earlier, her dad being the only survivor, which they may have talked about in the first episode, but I just don't remember it. And if you guys don't remember it, I'm thinking maybe they didn't. I don't remember it. Yeah. And I wrote pretty much everything down. So I feel like I'd remember it. But so after that confrontation, which the podcaster Piper is like, she backs off. She's not, she's not like a typical journalist where she's going to, you know, keep pounding her for, for answers. And so she backs off. And then we go to that alley scene where it's at the end of the day. She, obviously, she's taking out the trash and she looks over and sees this like what looks to be like a homeless guy sitting there. And uh, she turns and or the guy stands up and she turns and the door closes, yada, 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 turn around. And the guy is standing there in the in the in the light, just staring at her. I really like this scene. I thought it was really, really effective. It was really creepy to me. I just the the way that they were shot back and forth between the between her and the door between um where he was standing in the alley I don't know why he started close went back hid behind another dumpster and then stood up it was kind of awkward the blocking of it but um I don't know it got the point across I thought it was it, it was very effective what did you guys think of that scene I liked it until the end and then it just kind of went that typical cheesy route with her Same. Almost hitting her with her almost hit knocking Will's head off with the two by four. Yeah, I like that part. It was what followed that kind of sucked. <laughs> it was just kind of like get over it, drop him, move on. Yeah, I don't know why she's not dropping him, but I did like that she. I I liked when she was talking. She's like, "Oh, that was only once." Well, this, this it was only once. Our Kieran and I were only once also, and he's like, "What are you talking about?" And, you know, I kissed them. And it felt great, or whatever she said. I like that part a lot. I thought that was yeah, I did like that. Yeah. Um. So we have the. I I feel like this is something Chris Ash. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this is something we've seen in in the films as well. That the killer, and I can I can remember one of the scene. I think in Scream Two, the killer is either call in the movies he's calling somebody to get them where he wants them, but now he's texting them to get him where he wants them. Um. Is I know we've seen it in Scream Two because I can remember the scene with um, what's her name, the hot blonde. Um, do you mean Scream Three, not Two? Could be. Uh, and she she calls out Roman, but she uses yes, yeah. She um, Jenny McCarthy. Th- thank you, Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, very reminiscent of that. One thing I liked, and I said I hate how the MTV how it pops up the the song at the bottom, but one thing I loved was the song choice when Audrey was making that that video of Rachel, 
like that tribute video basically did you guys catch the the first i only saw this i only caught this in my second viewing did you catch the lyrics of that song when she was making it no no i didn't i i i liked the music but i wasn't really paying attention to the lyrics the f- the opening line of the song at least where they played it was as a ghost she's wearing my face and i thought that was perfect because it's ghost face you get it <laughs> <laughs> i like that it was stupid but i liked it um yeah but i thought that was that was a cool scene it was um just just more character development development for audrey like i never checked out on this i don't know i liked i liked i liked uh the middle as well because it was um giving some of that character development that we uh that I wanted at least from the, the first episode. Cause obviously the, the first episode, we're kind of getting our feet wet, getting to know everybody. And this one was a little, uh, a little deeper. And so I like that. Well, it's clear they're establishing like who our main characters are. Right. Emma, Audrey and Noah. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is the killer or fodder. Although I think one of those, eh, I'll save it for the end. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. I think we kind of come up on the basketball game next, right? And this is where, um, of course, the basketball game is so important for Will because Will is, it sounds like he's trying to get a scholarship um, in order to play basketball at college. Um, and there's a Duke scout in the audience or in the crowd. And so this game is, is really important for his future, or so he thinks anyway. And so um, we have... At one point, we see Emma. Um, no, I'm sorry. We see. Um, oh, I don't want to skip that part. We see uh, Mr. B. What was his name? Mr. B. Bronson, or yeah, the lit teacher. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was a great scene. Him. Yeah, it really was. But my thought is, okay, so what happens is, is they see Mr. B, and then they go out to the concession stand just to remind everyone. And she's like sitting there, being as you know flirty and sexy as she possibly can. I, the only problem I had there's a scene is that the fact that it took place where it did. He's standing right in the middle. There's students all around. The concession people are probably, you know, uh, employees of the school as well. And he's just talking to her. And he even says, I miss you and things like this. It's like, how would he be having this fu- conversation standing right in the middle of the fucking hallway like that? Like, how could he be that stupid? That was my only problem with that scene. I just didn't believe that they would be having this conversation where they were having it. Uh, well, for a TV audience, that would be the sound would be muted anyway. I mean, they're at a big base, a basketball game, and those are tend to be loud. Yeah. So maybe that's what he was relying on, and they just you know kind of forgot to put the sound in. Right. <laughs> um, that would be my only guess. I didn't. I liked the scene, but I didn't like. Yeah, like you said, I don't like what they were talking about in the open. It made no sense for either character. Hmm. Well, less for her because she doesn't have anything to lose, but right. Exactly. Yeah. Just him. Obviously she could do whatever, you know, she's not going to be the one that gets in trouble. He is. And this is another reason I had to watch this episode again, because fucking pretty little liars also has a teacher who fucks a student. And so it got me all confused. But anyway, that goes on for like eight seasons. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, wow. There's it's stupid. (laughs) So, the next moment I really loved, and it's actually what I was talking about earlier in the in the in the episode here. Noah goes out to meet Riley on the football field. Uh, Noah gets this text saying, "Meet me on the football field," you know, to go stargazing or whatever. So he walks out, and my first thought was, "Why the hell are they going to sit in the middle of a football field with all these lights on? Like they're not going to see anything." And so, um, luckily, that that uh, problem was was squashed seconds later. Noah's walking up, and the music playing. You have you hear the sound effects. 
And then all of a sudden it goes virtually silent again. You might hear a, a cricket in the background, very reminiscent of what the viewers saw earlier, what we saw earlier. And so, you know, chances are you're thinking, oh, here it comes again, right? Something's going to happen. Now, did I think Noah was going to die? It was highly unlikely, but I thought for a half a second, maybe you never know. Let's see what happens. And all, and then it goes silent and then the lights go out. And so that's kind of your attack and you know, your, your, your boom moment. Um, and so I love that they hearkened back to that same film technique that they used in the opening scene in order to establish that it's going to go silent and then the killer's going to strike and then it went silent and you expect the killer to strike, but you, there's something different. It played differently than uh, what was expected. Um, and I thought that was really cool. They actually do that. And um, that's Spielberg used that in Jaws actually. Oh, right. Yeah, absolutely. You, uh, Cause they, you expected it. Yeah. They always had the music when the shark was going to attack and then mm-hmm. it, it's later on in the movie, there's no music and boom shark. <laughs> right. uh, I don't even remember what sequences in, but yeah, they, Great, great technique to use. So. It is. Yeah, I love that. Um, Chris, what were your thoughts on this scene? They had this kind of uh, this this romance here. No, I mean, I kind of like the characters. I think Noah's just too weird. Like he's purposely weird in the sense that he's our biggest. Like this is going to be the killer, and I, whatever. But um, I mean, she she's the only minority on the show. <laughs> I'm going to point this out. No one else in the whole school. <laughs> Is a minority, but her. Ah, uh, yeah. And we all know what happens. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> no, they're playing the romance angle anyway, so one of them has to die, and she's not the main. Right, exactly. But will it be before or after they have sex? Will it follow these guidelines or no? while? While having sex. Oh, ooh. That was yeah. That... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I feel like the almost on for the Noah character, the awkwardness is kind of it feels a little fake, especially with the one part where that I felt that very much was the Terminator Blu-ray. And he's like, oh, you can borrow my Blu-ray. I don't know. I just didn't feel like it was it was natural to him. I don't know. It felt like it felt like the actor was thinking to himself, oh, this is really stupid. But he said it anyway. (laughs) And that never works in the scene. So but other than that, I just like I said, I really like the characters. So. What is next? Next? Oh, well, we have the first kiss. So that was the first kiss. So we have our first kiss between those two. So let's move ahead. Um, Will makes that last second shot. Um, Oh, at one point, Kieran came up and he's actually. uh, Emma tells Kieran the story about what happened to her at work that night. And she's like, oh, you know, someone was, you know, like uh, stalking me in the alley or something. And then I almost took his head off with the two by four. And he's like, oh, he's there seconds later. And so he's kind of doing what um, I think doesn't um, doesn't Randy. I think Randy accuses the boyfriend. He does that in the movie store. He, do, he does. Yeah, he does that. But it, yeah, it's not to Sydney. It's to um, uh, Stu. 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 Yeah, exactly. And so I thought that was interesting that Kieran is kind of accusing, accusing the boyfriend. And frankly, in this episode, I liked Kieran a lot more. Did you do you agree or no? He's still nothing to you or just still the ultimate red herring. He's just, he just exists. <laughs> they all just kind of exist for me. <laughs> really? Mm. I like, well, I liked him in the first episode, though, too. So Yeah, I didn't dislike him, but uh, he just, I don't know, didn't do anything for me. But this one, I don't know. He stepped up He stepped up a bit. And, uh, his character had a little more to do. Um, and so I think he was uh, more memorable, I guess I'd say. So Will makes the last second shot. 
he has the kiss with his girlfriend and she's still mad at him. She's not ready to forgive him completely yet, but that pisses off Kieran and Kieran leaves and you can tell she looks over to Kieran, sees that he leaves and gets a little upset. So clearly there's still, even though she tells him earlier in the episode that she doesn't normally kiss people in the greenhouse. Um, you can tell that there's definitely some feelings for him there. We don't know. I don't know where that's going to go, but there's definitely a love triangle forming, which is, um, you know, I don't know, just expected, I guess. And this, and uh, the fact that it's on MTV, wh- who's targets audiences. I think it's just a bit expected, which is fine. All right. I so that, I, that, that, that oh, sorry, the whole, the belt basketball sequence and coupled with the, the him stalking her at the, um, at the, where she works. Uh, I will is just a write off for me at this point. I really don't care if he lives or dies at this point. I actually prefer to see him dead sooner. Yeah, I, I would like him to die. Absolutely. He just, uh, he bugs the crap out of me. Yeah. But his buddy's worse. <laughs> like, I, I actually, I don't, I, I wouldn't, uh, like, I, I would like to see Will gone. I don't want to deal with his character anymore, but I like Jake enough. He's interesting enough that I want to see where, where that goes. Like, I just, I like, I'm more engaged by the character of Jake than I am by the character of Will. Yeah, I can see that. So moving into the final scene, we have Emma all alone at home and, um, she's sitting there brooding and the alarm goes off and she walks up and sees that her back door is open. And so she gets a phone call and she assume or the guy introduces himself as someone from the alarm company, the security company. And so they're talking, yada, yada. Obviously, this is Ghostface or whatever, whoever it is, the killer, I guess we should say. Chris, what are your thoughts on this final scene here? So I, I pretty much hated the episode up until this point. And it, it, it pretty much redeemed everything that I've seen last episode and this episode. Okay. To, to the point where Jeff's like, you're enjoying this, aren't you? I'm like, shh. <laughs> <It's> happening. <laughs> um, it's good. It's very reminiscent, and it it works. The voice is creepier this time. Mm-hmm. Um, the dialogue's fun, and it his con or she she's like, uh, "Why well, have your number? So I know who this is." And he's like, "Well, when you call back, you're going to reach Al at the blah 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 security company." Yeah, because in the opening, I had problems because whatever dead chick's name Rachel is Rachel. She answers the phone, and there's a picture of Audrey. Audrey's no name. Everything right. shows up. And I'm like, you can't fake that. Like, that contact has to be in that phone. So, like, so is the killer Audrey? Like, is this just a big red herring? Mm. Or what? So, I mean, I guess maybe there's some way. Or, you know, maybe he stole her phone briefly, put in this random number. Like, you would think the police would check. You know, the last outgoing call was right around the time of, I mean, we have a whole nother episode or eight right. for them to soothe it out, but I don't know. That's it a good go point I never thought of. It's a pretty logical point, I guess. <laughs> I was all on that. I'm like, what's on that screen? Pause. Yeah. Ash. I, yeah, I really like that scene. Yeah. Um, I liked, I like that they play with it the same way, uh, in a lot of the way, the same ways that they play with it in the uh, in the films, you know, because he's creepy enough and weird enough that he could just be a guy working at a security company on the phone, or he could be the killer. And up until the point where he's like, uh, he mentions that he can see her, and she oh. catches, and then yeah. that, then that's when the switch flips, and then he corrects himself. Oh, you know, you sound like this. 
like, uh, no. Exactly. Uh, that isn't that. I swear to God, that's a line straight out of one of the other films. It's the first one. Okay. I want to know who. Yeah. I want to know who I'm looking at. Right. What she's like. What do you mean? And he's like, I. I said I want to know who I'm talking to. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I love and that. It is slightly different, but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, for this uh, the TV show, I thought, or or is it the same? No, it, it no. is. I mean, he, well, it's not the exact same line, but it's the same. Day. You look tired. What'd you say? Yeah, you sound yeah, tired. You tired. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then of course she locks the door, you know, the window, and he's like, and the question you have to ask yourself is, mm-hmm. did you just lock me out of the house or in the house? Type yeah. of thing. And I it's mean, like, yes, perfect. Some, exactly. Some really good dialogue. Some really fun dialogue. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I really like the ending as well. It didn't, I mean, it's hit me more as we're talking about it, how I should have realized this, but it really hit me at the end of the first time watching it, this moment, it really hit me that this is not a continuation. This is not a remake. This is simply a reboot of the Scream franchise put into a television series, which, I mean, obvious, that, that sounds really dumb and really obvious. You know, everyone might have known that already, but it never really... And I never really thought about it, I guess. And so this moment really hit me just because of the lines, the the dialogue that's used, the way they're doing things. Um, That whole final scene, it just really screams that this is a reboot. This is not a remake. This is not a continuation. This is nothing else. This is a reboot. Um, So I feel like now that I have that out of my system, now that I've I've seen the glaring, glaringly obvious, bright, shining neon light. I can continue through the series again with that in mind. And uh, it kind of is like a fresh experience watching it, watching the episode the second time was a lot different just with that in mind that this is not anything but a reboot, um, a reimagining, if you will, same goddamn thing. And so I, I'm totally fine with that. Excuse me. Now that I know that that's what, that's what we're dealing with here. I think that's great. Until Um, someone shows up, they bring, (laughs) they bring a survivor back. Deputy Dewey suddenly shows right, up. Right, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so Ash, what is what is wrong? Um, how can I word this? How can we, or how can we prove? How can we say what Chris just brought up? The fact that it was Audrey on the phone. Is there any counterpoint to that? Is or have we just reached the conclusion that one of a couple things has to have happened? One, the killer got Audrey's phone somehow. Two, the killer is Audrey, or three, the creator's fucked up. Is there any other option? You could you can hack phones though. That's okay. the only other thing. Uh, you could hack the phone line, but I and mean, you've got a guy who uh, I and mean, you've got a couple different things that you know the guys can obviously uh, he act, he hacked Emma's phone or at least one of the phones to think that it was the security guy at the company, and exactly. he's not he calling from it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I don't know how he's doing it. I just know you can do it. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know the 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 stuff behind it. So that's possible. He did that. Mm-hmm. I am, but it's also possible. I mean, he was running around in her house while she was getting changed. He could have grabbed her phone and done a whole bunch of different things. Right. Plus, we've got those two guys who put the the spy cam basically on her the software on her laptop and mm-hmm. all that other crap. So I'm. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it it's possible. I mean, I yeah. it might it, it could just be a screw up though. Right. Well, that's a good point. So, Chris, why does the fact that it's the you can see Audrey's face, you can see she's calling work, but or not work for you, but at the end, now my dog's barking. But at the end, 
the fact that because she says, you know, I have your phone number and call the cops. So she's going to give her that phone number to the police and the police are going to call that phone number and they're going to reach the guy from the security office. Right. I, I don't I don't know. OK, it, it's just a. I mean, there, there could be answers because I still think the sheriff has high probabilities of being okay. the killer. He could very well be at the security place making the phone call from mm-hmm. one of those numbers. Right. You know. Okay, well, I've decided I am ready to take a shot at who I think the killer is. Ash, are you ready to make a shot, to take a stab at it? Stab? You just had to go there, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I think I'm going to call it as Mr. Branson is his name, Mr. B. I don't know what it is. I think he's separated enough from the group that it just, if it was revealed that Mr. Branson was the killer, it would make sense to me. It could work for me. So I'm taking Mr. Branson until that fucker's hanging from a from a rope somewhere or his guts are on the ground, whatever the case is. That's who I'm calling as the murderer. Uh, Chris, remind us who you think the murderer is, or if you have another theory, lay it on us. My, my main theory is that it is still the sheriff. Okay. Um, his son is a... I'm thinking there's two killers. And that's mainly you know, from... Sense. From what, whatever her, I can't remember dead girl's name, but Rachel when when she died because seems like there way the phone call was working that there would have to be two people mm. to not be heard. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I was I was wondering that same thing and the same thing about when um, uh, Emma was at the end of this of this episode, but I don't know where he, I don't know where the killer was at the end of this episode because nothing happens. She's just standing in the middle, staring, looking around like you know. What's going to happen? So, I mean, they're, they're a high probability because they kind of fit with the you know, previous killer. I don't know. It's my theory that and I or it could be slutty girl's father. That's still like okay. that's my one mystery thing that's stuck in my head. And that's Brooke's father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the one I reason. Still, go I ahead. still find it weird that they don't mention that like Brooke lives at <laughs> the lake. Right. Where. Like they they just kind of glazed over that entire mm-hmm. plot element. Yeah. But you guys haven't seen the preview. Right. So I don't know if it's just for this week's episode or what's to come. Yeah. Because a lot happened in it. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, we'll see. I watched, the, I watched the preview. Oh, did you? Yeah, for this week's. I had to go to. Yeah. Yeah, I watched the preview for this. The next week's coming. Then the, the overall one. But it. I didn't. Well, I only watched it once. So I wasn't. Picking it apart. I watched it once, but the whole Emma has to make a choice. Oh, that, yeah. So, I mean, I I know who the two people are, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll talk about that next week. (laughs) (laughs) So, the one, the reason I think I could be wrong that it's not Mr. B is because of what, what Ghostface or whatever the fuck we're calling him says at the end of the episode when he's talking to her on the phone. Um, how he says, you know, everyone's lying to you, including your two-faced friends, your fraud of a family and your whore of a mother. And he says that it started with her mother, but it's going to end with her and then promises we'll see her real soon. So it might be someone that's a lot. It, it's probably going to be. I'm probably wrong. I know that. I don't give a shit. I just wanted to pick someone so I have someone to, to vote for or someone <laughs> to cheer for. But anyway, um, it's probably going to be someone that's a lot closer to this whole thing than, than Mr. B. And that's fine. Uh, Ash, are you able or willing or... Do you want to make a prediction at all? So you have a you have a horse in this race. Um, 
I, I'm going to give it another episode. Okay. Before, before I before I pick anybody. Fair enough. All right. So I do think I do, however, think I will say this much. I do, however, think it is two killers, not just one. Yeah. Or at least, or if it's just one guy doing the killing, he at least has somebody helping him. Hmm. I mean, I, yeah. From what we've seen in the past, I, I don't know how the hell this one person would be doing any killing, but I don't care. I'm sticking with Mr. B, and he's doing it by himself. And that's just <laughs> the way it's going to be. So I cannot remember the last time, I, and frankly, I don't know that I ever have watched a TV series week to week like this. The only time I ever did it, now that I think about it, is the last season of Lost because I got all caught up and I watched the very last season of Lost week to week. But other than that, I don't think I've ever watched the TV series week to week like this before. And it's hard. So I, my opinion might just be uneducated. But I would say that the the series is starting to feel like one that would thrive on a binge watching as opposed yes. to one where you watch week to week. Yes. Yeah, especially with how short the episodes are. Exactly. And and like you said, it kind of gets slow in the middle. And so I feel like if you have when I watched Lost, when I watched through Lost, which I've done multiple times now, I would watch, you know, five, six, sometimes seven episodes a day. And so if you have these slower moments in between, it's fine because you're still you're picking up the beginning and the end, the beginning and the end, beginning and the end four or five times throughout a day. And so it becomes uh, a lot more exciting. And so if we only have this one beginning, this one middle, which kind of is a little bit slower and then this one end to last us an entire week. I don't know. We'll see how it, we'll see how it goes. But I, I that's yeah, that, that's my feeling. I don't know. Do you guys normally watch? I mean, uh, I think you both. No, maybe not Ash, but Chris, I think you watch week to week like you watch Pretty Little Liars week to week. Right. Um, um, Ash, you may have watched Van- uh, Vampire Diaries week to week. I don't know. Kind of. Um, before we canceled cable and went straight to Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, I would watch week to week and it was Supernatural and Vampire Diaries and a couple other ones week to okay. week. And now that I'm just basically on Netflix and streaming, it's not week to week. The only one that I've actually made an effort besides this one to watch was Star Wars Rebels. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like a couple weeks behind on that, I think, now for this new season. But yeah, otherwise I just wait for Netflix and binge it. Mm-hmm. I've been watching Wayward Pines, which none of y'all are watching. But it's no, nice. I forgot all about that. I need to watch that. There's only three episodes left. Oh, I completely forgot about that. Is that on what station? Fox. Hmm. Oh, that's probably why I, I, I didn't give it a, a second thought. It's because it's on Fox and everything yeah. that goes on Fox that I like gets canned. So. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. It's based on a book series and they condensed all three books into the 10 episodes. I was going to say it, it's it's just a miniseries or well, whatever you want to call it. It's a 10 right. episode run and that's the end of it. Right. Book it's one is Shampon. episodes one through five. Okay. And then I think six, seven were the second book. Something big happened last week. And then apparently something huge happens this week. So okay. I think the last three are like the last book. That's cool. That's one I'll definitely check out, whether I do it now or when it comes out on DVD or on Netflix. Well, the, the first episode is free on Vudu. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, I will be getting that shortly. Very good. Um, okay, so now the big question, really all that matters, Chris, is yes. episode two, Hello, Emma. Better than the pilot episode. Yes. Ash. I'd say it's about equal, I, but I like the first episode a lot more than than uh, Chris did. So. Okay. Yeah, I would say that I like this episode better as well, just because it was more about character building, which I really liked. Um, I loved the first episode, but I think this. Uh, I, I. But I think this one just. 
is a little bit better just because of the fact that it's a little um, deeper. And I appreciate that. So let's go back to ratings watch here again. So episode two actually dropped a little bit in ratings. So episode one was a 0.5 rating with 1.025 million viewers in the 18 to 49 demographic. And that dropped to a 0.4 with only 811,000 viewers in the 18 to 49 demographic. Now, that is the um, live plus one audience or some shit like that. I don't know. I know nothing about ratings. I've just been, I was trying to learn about it today while I was at work. So excuse my ignorance. But what I did find out is that the ratings that a lot of TVs, um, that a lot of networks go by are not the live plus one. They're actually the live plus three day ratings. So that's going to count anything that was watched on the day of up to three days later. And so that counts whether you watched it live or if you hit play on your DVR. So that still counts. And after you look at the live plus three day ratings for the first episode, it goes up from 1.025 million viewers up to 1.563 million viewers. So that's a lot more promising. And I'll be interested to see. I'll keep in mind because today's Thursday. So I guess the live plus three day would be out either tomorrow or Saturday morning. I don't know how it works yet, but I'm interested to see what the next ratings say there were for this episode if it's going to go up as significantly as it did for the pilot episode now the reason the only reason i give a shit about the ratings because frankly i don't but the reason i feel like we have to is because it's what's going to going to dictate whether mtv is going to continue the series or not right i don't know i was reading on some of the comments that some of the other tv series that were actually getting lower ratings than scream has in the first two episodes actually work uh, continued on for the next season but i've also been hearing been reading that scream is actually underperforming a little bit compared to what mtv expected so i, I have no idea what's going to happen i obviously it's going to be interesting to see where it goes next week if it's going to drop or what and i don't know if that counts i don't know if they count their app ratings at all their online ratings or if it's simply just dvr and watching it live and so once because i know there's a number I, I don't know what it's called but there is a rating that a t- uh, network can look at that will count all will count everything they're you know, if they have any apps, if they ha- are watching it online and whether they're watching it on their DVR or live. And so all those, I know there's a number that calculates all that. So it'll be interesting to see, see what it does. But I don't know. Any other, any other parting thoughts? Anything else about um, Hello, Emma? Uh, those previous for Teen Wolf look greater and greater every time I see them. <laughs> I almost want to watch that show. Yeah. It looks like some crazy cold is like blowing shit up. I'm like that looks cool, but eh, I have too many things to watch. Right? How are how do their ratings for Scream compare to Teen Wolf? Like Teen Wolf's first season, not Teen Wolf now. Teen Wolf's first season, I don't know. Great question. I will write it down and I will have an answer for you next week. That's why I used to tell my students when I was teaching. I was like, I don't know. That's a great question. <laughs> I'll find out for you. <laughs> so yeah, I will find out for you next week. Teen Wolf season one. Yeah, because I feel like that. I didn't really hear a damn thing about that show until it was into like its third or fourth season. So I, I don't know. I did, but I had friends who are fans of the show. So, Oh, okay. They'd been watching since the start, but that's the only thing that they watch on MTV. (laughs) I know. Like I watch this and I turn the app off. I don't want anything else. Go away. Teen mom or whatever. I don't even know what the show's called. I feel like an asshole saying it. I don't even know what it's called. It's still teen mom. Okay, good. See? Huh, I'm not an asshole. She's like okay. 24 now, but she, team mom. <laughs> That's awesome. So remember, if anyone wants a chance to win the Mirrors 2 DVD Blu-ray combo pack, the My Bloody Valentine 3D Blu-ray, 
Now, not the Blu-ray 3D, but the Blu-ray that has the 3D glasses with it. So it's going to be shitty, but it's also in 2D, which is the reason you want the the, the Blu-ray. Or the Hammer Horror Collection from Synapse Films, Twins of Evil, Blu-ray DVD combo pack. These are three solid movies, and they can be yours for free. All you have to do is identify the movie clip that we played earlier. What film is that from? Email me at contact at cinefessions.com or DM me on Twitter at Simon1, P-S-Y-M-I-N-1. And I will calculate, not calculate, I will gather all of the entries between now and the next time we record, which will be next Thursday evening, probably around 7 o'clock again. And I will pick a random winner on that episode next week. Remember, you have to be a citizen of the United States. I don't care where your citizenship is. That's stupid. You have to live in the United States or Canada in order to win because I'm not paying those shipping costs to get it out of the country otherwise. gentlemen. This was a lot of fun. I fucking love that we're doing this on a weekly basis. And I am really excited to see next week's episode and then bullshit with you guys about it on Thursday. So that's our that's our schedule, right? We watch the episode Tuesday or Wednesday. We record Thursday. And then I'm going to get this episode live on the weekend. Anything else, guys? Make sure it recorded. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, that'll suck with the Yeah, it will. All right. Well, that's that. I want to thank everyone for listening and we will catch you next time. Chris, what were your thoughts on this scene? They had this kind of uh, this, this romance here. I mean, I like it. And <laughs> Oh. oh, my dog's upset. <laughs> oh, Lita, stop. I, I, th- I thought that was you being all excited. I, <laughs> I was like, whoa. Uh.